Good morning. Thank y'all for coming out and worshiping with us. Please join in as we sing His Love Endures Forever.
Matthew chapter 3 this morning. Boy, wasn't that wonderful. It is good to be in the Lord's house. Are y'all glad to be here today? Can y'all smile real big and pretty? God is good all the time. He is good all the time. I am glad to be saved. I am glad that I can come here and enjoy what I have with the Lord this morning. And if you are saved and you don't enjoy your salvation, I feel sorry for you. And I'm glad that now that when we get saved, we can enjoy being saved. You say, well, I don't want to enjoy it. Well, don't go to heaven. Because <laughs> that's what we're going to do when we get to heaven. We're going to enjoy being saved. And we're going to enjoy knowing Jesus. We're going to enjoy being redeemed. And I'm glad to be redeemed. Uh, our church membership has been praying discussing different things about maybe expanding how to make more room in here. I think this morning is another testament of why we are going through that. Uh, I thank the Lord for the problem that we have here at Promised Land. And let's continue to pray because we see the need, we see the issue this morning. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your scripture today. Thank you for your word, and I pray that we would apply it to our heart and to our life today. Lord, thank you for setting an example for us Lord, I know what scriptural baptism is because you set the example for us. I can go to your baptism, I can go to your word, and I can see what you did to set that pattern, to set that example for me, Lord. And I pray that everybody in here that has been truly saved, Lord, has followed you in scriptural baptism. And Lord, may we realize today what makes it scripture, what makes it right is because you have done it for us. And the way you have done it and the way that you followed it, Lord, may we apply that to our heart and our life. And Lord, may we've done it the way that you have done it before us. Lord, I ask for preaching grace this morning. I need the touch of your hand. Lord, I don't want to be seen. I want your son Jesus to be seen today. Lord, I want people to be saved. I want decisions to be made. But Lord, more than me, I know that you want to, Lord. You're not willing that any perish. You're willing that everybody get saved today. Lord, when we leave this place, I pray that you are pleased with what's been done in this place this morning. I love you. And I praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The, the last several weeks we have been on a uh, series of sermons and we are on our fourth 
series today on our fourth topic of this series of getting back to the basics. We began talking about salvation. Then we went to the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Last week we talked about confessing Jesus as Savior. Part of that confessing Jesus as Savior goes along with scriptural baptism. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is scriptural baptism. There are uh, many ways and many mindsets and many thoughts of what baptism is. Uh, baptism is probably one of the most misunderstood doctrines in all of the Bible. Now, you heard how I did this this morning during the children's sermon. You heard that I asked questions of, to you, what is scriptural baptism? And we have heard a lot of answers this morning, didn't we? And I didn't want to embarrass them. I didn't want to call them out. But I wanted for you to hear the different thoughts and the different mindsets, even within our own church, of baptism. And so many times when you talk to a child about being saved, you say, well, how do you think you can be saved? And they say, well, I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. Most children tie baptism to salvation. And friend, it's an honest thing to say. It's an honest thing to do. But biblically, it is incorrect to tie baptism to salvation. You heard the one with church membership. You heard uh, a lot of different mentalities, a lot of different mindsets. And if you go around today, we call it the Baptist way of baptism, the Pentecostal way of baptism, the Methodist way. Uh, we hear the, the sprinkling for baptism. We hear of all of these things. And friend, may I tell you today, there's not but one baptism that is right. And everything else is just getting wet. And if you didn't do it the way Jesus did it, then it's wrong. You say, well, who are you to say what is right and what's wrong? I'm not the one to say. God is the one to say. Because God invented baptism. God designed baptism. And God laid before us a plan. And I want you to understand this morning that there is a divine order in the Bible. Once an individual gets saved, let me tell you something, it begins with getting saved. Getting saved does not begin with getting in the baptistry. Getting saved is coming to this, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is getting that personal relationship with Him. And once you have been saved with Jesus, you have a responsibility, just like we talked about last week, of confessing Him. We must come before the church and we must confess Him as our Savior. He said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. Friend, you do not want to be denied by Jesus Christ. Okay? So we go and we confess Him. And another way of doing that is following Him in scriptural baptism. Now listen, getting saved and then getting baptized. Getting baptized and getting saved is not the proper order. Once you get saved, you are to confess Jesus and you are to follow Him in scriptural baptism. That's not my order. I didn't design that. God did. Well, preacher, I don't like it. We'll take it up with God this morning because I didn't write the Bible. But that's how He made it, isn't it? Get saved, then you confess Him as Savior, and you follow Him in scriptural baptism. All throughout the New Testament, they repented of their sin, they believed in Him, and they straightway went to the water. They followed Jesus in scriptural baptism. May I tell you today the way that God desires in our heart, in our life, that once we've been saved, we follow Him 
in scriptural baptism. Why do we need to be baptized? Because, friend, it is part of following the person of Christ. Jesus was baptized. If it was good enough for Him, it ought to be good enough for me. Why, preacher, do I need to be baptized? I'm scared of crowds. I don't want to get in front of people. Friend, Jesus was baptized. If Jesus was baptized, then I need to be baptized too. I want you to notice this. Notice in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 21. And hold your place there, Matthew. 1 Peter chapter 2. And once we get saved, we need to understand something about our life now. Because once you've been saved and you put your trust in the Lord, your life changes. And I'm going to tell you that once you get saved, there needs to be a change in your life. And there needs to be some obedience there. Notice in 1 Peter chapter 2 and in verse 21, the Bible says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in His steps. You say, Preacher, what do I do once I've been saved? You follow in the steps of Jesus Christ. Jesus, when He came to this earth, He set an example before us. And it is our job now, once we have been saved, is to follow in the steps of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, the Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, Be ye followers of Me, even as I am also of Christ. Paul said, you follow me as I'll follow Jesus. The word follow means to imitate. He said, you imitate my actions as I imitate the actions of Jesus. Listen, once you get saved, you need to get in the Bible. And you need to read of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Because once you get saved, this is your duty, this is your job. Mimic the life of Jesus. That means to impersonate. That means to be just like. You remember as kids? I know my kids still do it. Okay, then we'll say something and Connor tag right along. Mimic. 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 And everything she say, he'd say it back to his echo. Friend, everything Jesus did in his life, we need to echo. You say, I'm not perfect. He's not asking us to be perfect today. Jesus is the only one that's perfect this morning. And once we receive him as our Savior, we are to get in his footsteps and follow him and mimic the life in which he lived. And everything in which he did was to please the Father. Everything that he did was scriptural. Let me tell you something. Once you get saved, you need to follow Jesus. Not a preacher, not a religion. You need to follow the person of Christ. I want you to think about several reasons of why Jesus was baptized. Number one, He was baptized to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy. It was prophesied in the Old Testament that John the Baptist would come along and he would baptize Jesus. It was prophesied that Jesus would one one day come, the Messiah would come, and he would fulfill the office of high priest. And he had to be baptized to fulfill that office, to fulfill the scripture. That's why Jesus was baptized. Another reason that Jesus was baptized was to fulfill the will of the Father. After he was baptized, the Bible said that heaven opened 
up. And God the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It was the will of God that His Son went and received scriptural baptism. Why must we get baptized today? Because it's the will of God. If it was the will for the Son, surely it's His will for us today to follow Him in scriptural baptism. Why do I need to be baptized? Because God wants you to. And if God wants us to, then that ought to be good enough reason to do it. God designed it. God said, Son, this is what I want you to do. He was obedient to the will of the Father. And number three, to set an example of righteousness. Notice Matthew 3 and 15. He said, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. That word righteousness means to be right. He said, now it is our job to be right. If you want to do the right thing, once you've been saved, the right thing to do is follow Jesus in Scripture baptism. Why? Because God wants you to. And it's the right thing to do. It's the first step that you take. A lot of people say, well, you know, I need now that I'm saved, I need to go teach a Sunday school class. No. The order is, you get saved, you get baptized. You get baptized. Jesus set the example. He said, this is the right thing to do. Let me tell you something. If you want to follow Jesus and you want to live a life of of Christianity and live a life for Him, it's going to start with getting baptized. Follow Him in scriptural baptism. Why? Why do we need to do this? Let me tell you something. Because He was. And if it was good enough for Jesus, it ought to be good enough for us. Jesus did it. I want to do it. (laughs) Hello? Are y'all awake this morning? If He did it, if the Son of God did it, why wouldn't I want to do it? If it was good enough for Him, why isn't it good enough for me? Friend, it is today. Jesus is setting the example and we must follow Him in scriptural baptism. Friend, He has set the pattern for us. He has set the pattern for us. I want you to understand something. There is a right way to be baptized and there is the wrong way to be baptized. I remember last year in Awana, a teenage girl come up to me and said, Preacher, I, want, I need to be baptized. I said, Morgan, I thought you was baptized. She said, Well, she said, I got that Pentecostal baptism. Now I need that Baptist baptism. That's how she worded it. And I knew what she was talking about, but we talked about it. And I told her, I said, Morgan, there's one or two kinds of baptism. There's right and there's wrong. There's a baptism that Jesus received and there's everything else. The way Jesus did it is the right way. And it's not just because we're Baptists and we got the right baptism. Friend, it's not about the Baptists. It's about Jesus. Jesus set the example. I don't want to be like the Baptists or the Methodists or the Catholic or the Pentecost. I want to be like Jesus. And He set the standard in any baptism apart from the picture that He's fixing to draw here is wrong baptism. I'm not here today to offend any religion. I'm not here today to offend anybody. But friend, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And if you don't do it the way Jesus did it, it's just getting wet and it didn't do a bit of good for you in your life. We must do it the way that Jesus established for us. Friend, He set the example. I want you to realize about this, that the baptism of Jesus marked the beginning 
of his public ministry. Do you realize that one of the first things that we see about Jesus before he ever went and healed, before he ever went and performed miracles, do you realize before he was even tempted of the devil that he was baptized? Do you realize that baptism is the beginning of a public ministry? Jesus started his public ministry by getting baptized. Like I said, a lot of people, well, I'm saved now. No, I need to go do this. I need to go do that, friend. First thing you need to do is follow Jesus in scriptural baptism. That begins the public ministry in your life. You have been saved. Jesus has changed your inside. Friend, it's time to show the world and show Jesus that you want to follow him. Before you ever teach a class, before you ever witness, before you do anything, get baptized. It marked the beginning of his public ministry, and it marks the beginning of our public ministry as well. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 3. If you're with me, say amen. If you're awake, say amen. There we go. 1 Peter chapter 3. And I want you to understand something about baptism. This started the public ministry of Christ, but another thing about the pattern he said, that Jesus was not baptized for the purpose of being saved. Okay? A lot of times we say, well, you got to be saved to be baptized. You ask children and they say, well, you need to be baptized. I asked them this morning, what does baptism mean? Well, so you can be saved. If you ask adults about their salvation, a lot of them will take you back to their baptism rather than to the time that they met Jesus. Friend, let me tell you something. Jesus set the example. Jesus didn't need to get saved. He didn't have any sins to wash away. Amen. So the water was not for the purpose of washing away the sin. Notice what it said in 1 Peter chapter 3. In verse 21, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, listen now, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That water has nothing to do with washing away your sins. It has nothing to do with you going to heaven. Let me tell you something. There is religion and church after church and preacher after preacher preaching that you must be baptized. Or, hey, you got to trust in Jesus, but you also have to be baptized. I believe the Bible teaches that it's Jesus and Jesus alone when it comes to salvation. You say, preacher, that's not what I was raised to believe. Friend, the Bible's the Bible. I said it. I didn't write the Bible. Amen. Listen, the thief on the cross didn't have time to get baptized. The thief on the cross didn't have time to even go before the church or have time to repent publicly or make it public, but he had time to trust in Jesus. And that personal relationship that he had with the Lord that day is what saved his soul. They didn't say, okay, let's stop crucifying. Let's go down to to the Jordan River for a minute. Let's baptize us. Didn't have time for that. And the Son of God looked at him. He said, today. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Today, not after you get baptized, today, since you have believed in me. Friend, Jesus didn't go the water for salvation, and neither should you. If you have been baptized, and when you got baptized, you went to that baptistry with a mindset that that water is doing something with your salvation, your baptism is not scriptural. It is not scriptural. There is nothing in that scripture that tells us that we need to go to that water to be saved. If you got baptized with a mindset that, hey, this is helping me, 
or this is getting me to heaven, it's wrong. It is wrong. We go to the water with the mindset, Jesus has saved my soul. And now I want to show the world what Jesus has done in my life. Anything apart from that, it is biblically wrong. You say, well, what does it matter? (laughs) Friend, we're going to be judged by that book. We better live by that book. Amen? And Jesus set the example for us. Another thing about what Jesus did for us is Jesus went to the proper authority for baptism. Notice Matthew chapter 3 again. Notice verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Was John the Baptist the only believer that day? No. Why did Jesus go to John the Baptist for baptism? Because God gave John the Baptist the authority to baptize. There was no other authority that day to baptize other than the authority that John the Baptist had. Was there others baptizing that day? Sure. I I bet there was people baptizing like crazy. But the only authority that we ought to care about is the authority that God gave. And God gave the authority to John the Baptist. Jesus could have gone to anybody. He could have went anywhere, but he went to John the Baptist. Friend, we need to go to where the authority is. Listen, John the Baptist got it from God. Jesus Christ got the authority from God. Matthew 28, Jesus said, All power is given unto me. That power is not just power that we think about. It also talks about authority. All authority is given to me. And then he, he looked at those, those men that day and he said, I've got this authority, now I'm giving you the authority to go out and baptize. And as Jesus left the earth and as he was ascended into heaven, the church began to carry on. And there at the church of Jerusalem, they went out and they began to preach. And as they started churches, that authority was like a domino effect. And that authority was going down, 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 down to the churches. And the churches were baptizing the believers. And as they were getting saved, we find it all throughout the New Testament Scripture that as they were getting saved, they were getting baptized by the proper authority. Now, if me and Brother Trey's running down the road and I say, Brother Trey, I need to be saved. He said, well, Brother, it's about time you're a preacher. You ought to get saved, you know. And I get saved and I say, okay, let's stop. Let's go down to the water. And he, and he just takes me to any creek or any river and I get baptized. By what authority does he have to baptize? The authorities with the church. The church is a group, a body of believers. In fact, the word ecclesia, church, means many. It means many. It means an assembly of believers. There's the authority. So when I follow Jesus in Scripture baptism, I'm not going there for the purpose of being saved. I'm going with the mindset that I'm going to show people that I've been saved, but I'm going to go to the proper authority. Now listen, you say, what does that matter? It matters a lot. Because I want the authority that Jesus had. I want to do it the way that Jesus did it. He went to the proper place. I need to go to the proper place. And I'm going to tell you what it does. If we go down there to the river and Brother Trey's baptizing me, y'all ever baptize your friends as kids? I did. I did. My kids do it. They, they have fun. Didn't mean anything. Didn't have that authority, did we? And let me tell you something. 
Me and him go down to the creek, and Brother Trey says, I baptize you. Let me tell you what he's just done to me. He has robbed me of the right of fellowship of a local New Testament church. Praise God. He baptized me out there in the creek. Praise God. But I could have gone to promised land and had 300 believers shouting and praising with me. And I'm telling you, as a new believer, you're going to need all the friends that you can get. You're going to need all the support you can get. And let me tell you something. I needed that support when I got baptized. I was scared to death. Were y'all scared to death when y'all got baptized? Absolutely. But you needed each other, didn't you? That's why it's our privilege to go before a local church and say, I've been saved. And then that local church baptizes you. Listen. For what purpose? To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. Do y'all want to follow Jesus? He's established a pattern. He has set the mark for us. He has shown us how we need to do this. Matthew chapter 3. I want you to notice something. And I'm almost done. If you're with me, say amen. I want you to notice something. In verse 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. If a man goes straightway out of the water, that means he was all the way down. He was all the way under. The word baptism in the Greek is that Greek word baptizo, which means to be immersed, submerged, or completely covered. Does it matter that when I get baptized, or whether or not I go all the way under? Friend, Jesus went all the way under. And if Jesus went all the way under, I need to go all the way under. Now, I know when we get here, we offend some religions, because a lot of religions just say, well, go get sprinkled. If Jesus did it that way, that's great. But Jesus didn't do it that way. He was submerged. He went all the way under. And if Jesus went all the way under, then I need to go all the way under. Oh, people, well, that's just pharisaical, that's legalistic. No, that's Bible. The word baptism means to be completely submerged. It means to be completely covered. Friend, it's not good enough to be sprinkled. I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm here to preach the Scripture. And the Scripture said that Jesus went all the way under. If you did it any other way, friend, it's not right. It's not biblical. We must go all the way under. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Stay with me. I'm almost done. I don't want y'all falling asleep on me this morning. Y'all glad to be saved? Isn't the Lord good? Aren't you glad that we get to follow Him in our life? And we get to do it the way that He did it. Notice in Colossians 2 and in verse 12. Buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with Him through the faith, I love this, of the operation of God who hath raised Him from the dead. Let me tell you something. Baptism becomes the outward picture of what has already been done inwardly. Why do we go all the way under? (laughs) Because we were all the way saved. Amen? The blood of Jesus has washed us completely, washed all of our sins away. And now we go to the baptistry. We follow Jesus in baptism to show the picture Show the picture of what Jesus has done inside of my heart. Let me tell you something. The day that Jesus saved me, He did something within me. And that day He did something within me, I had to show everybody what He did 
inside of me. But I had to show people on the outside. You say, preacher, how do we do it? You go before the church. You say, church, Jesus has saved my soul. And I want to follow him in scriptural baptism. Let me tell you something. If you have done it any other way other than this, it's not scriptural. There's right baptism. There's wrong baptism. You say, preacher, I didn't do it the way Jesus did it. Well, friend, it's time to do it his way. Hadn't we done it our way long enough? And I'm going to tell you something, saved person. I know you may be scared to walk the aisle. I know you may be intimidated, but listen. Your life will never be right, and you will never fulfill your Christian life and your walk with Jesus until you follow Him in Scripture baptism. It marks the beginning of a public ministry. Don't y'all want to serve Jesus? About three of you want to serve Him? Come on, people. Don't y'all want to serve Jesus? Don't y'all want to please Him? He said, follow me to the water and show people that I saved your life. Show people what I've done inside of you. Friend, don't hide it anymore. Don't hide it anymore. Shout it on the rooftop today that Jesus has saved your soul and follow Him in scriptural baptism. I want you to stand this morning very quiet, very reverent. And you may be here this morning and say, Preacher, I got baptized thinking that was going to save me. Friend, there's only one way to be saved. And it's by placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, I want to encourage you to be saved. These altars are open. The invitation is extended to you. If you need to be baptized, you need to tell the church you've been saved, come right now. Come right now. If you need to make a decision, let's do that. What page? 403. 403. As we sing, you come.